Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is brought to you by SeatGeek. It's our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. Other sites have gone back to the same old tactic of showing you a lower price and then charging huge fees at checkout. But at SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly how much you are paying where you are sitting, and whether or not you're getting a good deal all right from your phone. So drop your old site and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And while you're on your phone, after you buy tickets, go to TheRinger.com. That's our new website. It's full of great content on sports, pop culture, tech. You can find all of our podcasts there, and we're really excited about it. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like the site. If you don't like this podcast, you'll probably like the site anyway. Who knows? But just check it out. That's TheRinger.com. And now, The Ringer MBA Show. by Chris Ryan, executive editor of TheRinger.com, Tate Frazier, audio producer of The Ringer Podcast Network, and we have a website. It's called TheRinger.com. Please check it out. you got tons of content about these NBA finals, and if that's not enough, we're here to talk about it. So let's just dig in. I got my shovel. You got your shovel? And I'm digging a hole six feet deep for Kyrie Irving superstar. Whoa! (laughs) Shots fired! Coming in hot! Coming in hot! I don't don't know if Kyrie lost them the game last night. I think that the deli punch to the Iggy's really woke them up. They said something like a 28-4 run after that. Yeah. Um, I think just collectively that just like sparked the Warriors to go. But Tate, man, your boy, Kyrie yeah. Irving, dribbling forever on the perimeter because he wants to be like Steph. He wants to battle him head to head, which I love. It's great. It's fun to watch Kyrie look at Stephen Curry and in his mind. He thinks that he's just as good. Right, but Kyrie's not right. I just want to say one thing. I think that all basketball players in the NBA think that they are the best, except for like maybe Nick Collison. He's the only one who doesn't think that. That's respect. And so, Kurt Heinrich. And Kurt Heinrich. <laughs> Those are the only two. And Kawhi like, Leonard, who probably doesn't like really watch basketball and doesn't right. know who anybody is. Who's Those playing. three guys are like, don't think of the best, but I think like I don't hold it against Kyrie that he thinks he's as good as. Steph. I do if it if it if it basically destroys the Cavs' chances of winning. I, I do if Harrison Barnes takes you down to the post <laughs> and gets buckets on you like it's nothing. <laughs> we predicted that was going to happen. We knew that Kyrie and Love would be stashed on Barnes, and Barnes is good, so he knows that and he exposes them. I think that Harrison has like one move on the post, and it's like either he's if he's only outside, he's going to go to his right. And this is like this is what LeBron was doing last night, and like Kyrie still can't defend it. Like it's not hard yeah. to defend. Like so many people are active with their hands against Harrison, and he just was getting bodied. It was great. Kyrie does that thing. I do it all the time in my life, where it's like you go I into can't a, wait to hear what you you're go say. into a situation and you really psych yourself up for your focus, and you're like, I'm going to execute. I'm going to do, and maybe it's usually a thing yeah. that you don't want to do, like say play defense <laughs> for me i don't know what it would be i love yeah, what, what is it for you Chris? i don't know what it would be but for Kyrie, it's like play defense you can see in his eyes he's like this is i'm gonna get my rep my my stock is going up on defense this time and out of court and then just it takes the littlest like move on the part of steph for Kyrie to be like basically out of his crispy creams lying <laughs> on the ground the and steph's just like breezing by him like it, it's crazy i Look, I, I just think it, it, one of the things that we didn't really talk about coming into this, we had this pod with Trayvon the other day, and we didn't really talk about the idea of Kyrie. What's Kyrie's career about? That's like, a great question. I wasn't asked that. I want to take like a more bird's eye view of Kyrie Irving. Yeah. yeah. How many years has he been in the league now? 
Yeah, 2012. 2012. Okay, so this is his fifth year in the league. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, his career, even in college, has been a coming attraction for itself, right? He's but been a brand since he was a senior in high school. He went to Duke and was like all about the Kyrie Played brand. a couple of How games. How many players do we have in this series who were brands in high school? Harrison, Kyrie, LeBron, LeBron, Kyrie. Yeah. Who Shump. That's yeah. true. Festus. Like, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> the by the way, brand. I just said Kyrie had been in the year for five years, only been four. I couldn't do the math in my head. My bad. Because well, he missed the season, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I think that everyone on the Did Cavaliers he? is a brand. Like, Deli just signed a shoe deal. I feel like that's but how I'm, you get in. Like, Deli has t- like, Deli's on Panera, too. He's Panera on, bread? Yeah. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Do you like Panera bread? Sure, but I wouldn't eat it if Terrible I was a basketball player. Terrible excuse for bagels. Yeah, there. you're not just, supposed just, to carb up like that, are you? No, it needs carbs. to be like a cup, a cup commercial, like for baseball players. We're, gonna, we're, we're digressing. <laughs> I want to get back to Kyrie, but I have a really mean comment. Is this a safe space? Sure. Safe space. I think a few Cavs players look like they need to rethink their diets. Just a few of them, not Ooh. all. I think Kyrie. I think Kevin Love. I think Delhi. I think all of them. Just like, hmm, who who's a nutritionist for your team? Let me talk to them weird that's I'm, crazy you think they're out of shape <laughs> a little bit i think tristan is the main one that's out of shape and tristan, though. yeah and i forgot it so you agree with me i think tristan's out of shape like last night when they were on the break he was like late a couple times livingston had a couple of easy putbacks because tristan thompson was being like just tristan like, thompson's like i got paid so much more than i deserve <laughs> i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want exactly. I know, he's also crazy. like my job is basically to just clean up offensive boards and yeah. like life just doesn't have the same meaning as it does exactly yeah. he's not particularly skilled no but let's talk about kyrie yeah, okay, so Kyrie, four years in the league. Yeah, and it starts out being the franchise savior. Yes. And then he becomes the franchise supporting actor. And I don't know. I mean, just like I think Tons it's of very... Injuries. Is Kyrie in the top 15? No, I, I told Chris this the other day. Top this, 20? No, he's not in the top 50 of my NBA. <laughs> so many shots fired today. He's so... I mean, I think perimeter defense is so pivotal to the NBA and he... I mean, he doesn't have it in the slightest. You can't hide him on defense. You really cannot hide him. But not. But he doesn't have the same sort of qualities, I don't think, that somebody like Dame has, where Dame is just... has like a certain like... I don't know, like leadership capabilities or it just makes it seem like he's really ready to take on like the mantle of like leading the Blazers in LaMarcus's absence. Here's a problem with, with Kyrie, in my opinion. Particularly compared to Dame, they both are certain they're like top five, if not number one point guards in the league. But Dame still has a, a huge chip on his shoulder and is like constantly trying to prove it. Kyrie thinks he's already proven it and doesn't think there's anything left for him to like show. Like he does not have that chip yeah. on his shoulder. He's like and a better R and B singer than he is a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard him sing. Is this because he went to Duke? Would you feel this way if he didn't go to Duke? He, I don't even consider him like a Duke character. That right, he was a Duke yeah. for like four games and yeah. he was yeah. broke his wrists, right? Yeah, it was well, his toe, yeah, right? Yeah, he's out. It was just, it was a uh, turf toe, like, yeah. but it was like didn't he have wrist problems? Is that in the NBA? Yeah, wrist, 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 wrist. All right, so there's Kyrie. What are some other storylines we're talking about today? Well, last night was interesting. Everyone's like on the Sean Livingston bandwagon. I've personally been there for a long time. I'm happy to see him get some shine. I'd like to meet somebody who's not on the Sean Livingston. I know, bandwagon. right? Like, I just feel like that kind of encapsulates this series where we're celebrating Sean Livingston already in Game One. Like, it doesn't really bode well for the future. I will say this now: I'm, I'm going to have like a really good time. R.I.P.'s hot sports takes. Our, our boy Andrew Sharp, more than you till I join you. <laughs> 
I will write the Steph is not a true legend until he wins the finals MVP award. If Livingston wins finals I, MVP and Steph misses out on two straight dream, finals. MVP. My personal dream is for Clay Thompson to win finals MVP. And I think it's on the table. Maybe not after last night. He kind of yeah. no-showed. But we know that every sixth game or so, Clay just takes a break. And that's fine. If you get 17 threes like you did in game Why six you against the Thunder. Why don't you just talk about it? Talk yeah. about it. I'm talking about it. But I talk about what Thompson. you want to talk about. Talk uh, about the rise of Claytheism. A few years ago, I heard a rumor that Clay Thompson was on an allowance from his parents because of his like getting caught with pot. And I just fell in love. I just was like, this is a guy for me. Um, <laughs> you want a guy with an allowance? A man on an allowance. Wow. For just, you know, it just really gave him like a weird personality yeah. to me. And then he also is very like, he's not exactly like blowing you away on camera, but he just seems like so authentically like weird. Like when he was looking at the stat sheet last last series and he's like, sheesh, not enough assists. <laughs> he was like, we had 40 assists, so that's pretty good. And he was like, oh wait, that's 14. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a good sheesh in a long time. It was solid. And then he rains down threes. He yeah. saves his team. He gets into the NBA Finals. He's got the purest motion in all of the league. It's a Cinderella story from a guy with an NBA player father. <laughs> the son and of a number one pick yeah. overall somehow found his way yeah. to the top of the NBA. And he's unbothered. Like, like even when he does crazy things, like it's like, oh, like he just seems like he just right over his he's head. Immovable. Yeah. Yeah, he's immovable. He's immovable. I actually remember when Bill was on, excuse me, when Draymond was on Bill's podcast before the playoffs, which like feels like ages ago, he's like, Clay doesn't worry about anything. He knows he's going to get his shots. That's why he's here. And I think that is true. Like he's kind of carefree and like all he does is focus on it's shooting. It's like if you, put, put, if you built a shooter in a test tube, you'd want him to have Clay's personality right. because it's just like absolutely unbelievable. Conscious. And meanwhile, he's a really good defender. So we'll talk about Claytheism, though. So yeah, talk I just, about the explosion of Claytheism just, on Twitter. I believe in Clay, <laughs> and I've believed in him for a while. And I've called myself a Claytheist. And I every time, it. every time he gets hot, I like to tweet out hashtag Claytheism. And it just seems like some other people have converted since last weekend. And somebody sent you tablets, right? Someone, someone on Twitter wrote like the Ten Commandments of Claytheism. I really appreciated that. Is it Thou shalt not overspend thou's allowance? Thou shalt not. <laughs> To go X number of days without taking your Instagram of my boring bulldog. <laughs> thou shalt not smoke weed before the finals game. Thou sh- yeah, thou shalt not Focused. take off your Yoda socks. There you go. Anyway, just, it was really exciting. I just love seeing Claytheism come into the national consciousness, or at least like ten people's consciousness, well, not just my own. While Clay was very blissed out, this was a pl- it was a pretty chippy game last night. Yeah. You know, you had Draymond's kick. Yes, we had uh, Della Vadova's. I think unintentional, unintentional, so intentional. Also, I understand why Iggy. Wait, got you so- think it's unintentional? Yeah. And cl- and I think it's very intentional. You think that he ran full speed down the court, looked up, and slapped at the ball and just happened to nail I think he knew that if either I get the ball or I get the balls. It was ball versus <laughs> I just ball. Pretty- Tate was waiting to drop that line on us for like hours. I, I, I was waiting to drop it on Twitter and then I was like, never mind. No, I hold save it. It. Say that in the chamber. But with, I think that Iggy's uh, reaction, while understandable, was a little bit rich because I feel like Steven Adams really let Draymond. I mean, he couldn't do anything about it because he was double over and double over in pain. pain. Yeah, but they didn't really like go after Draymond for doing that and act like Draymond broke some cardinal rule of basketball. It's just and he a, did it twice. Yeah, I mean, this is different. Steven Adams is in a totally different. When it comes to like you know physical altercation, <laughs> Steven Adams is in a class of his own. Yeah, and he doesn't need anyone to like defend him. That's yeah. the thing about the Warriors though is like they. 
this gets back to the problem with Kyrie. They're constantly inventing reasons of like why they should be worked up or angry. I don't think Kyrie ever gets angry. Like when what like even when LeBron's yelling at him, all he does is tune him out. Like his like it's his mom or something. Yeah, he's like staring off into space. Like man, I really wish this guy would get out of my Shut way. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Did you see the 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 vine of of LeBron? Looking like he had a migraine, like looking Last at Kevin night. Love and then like yeah. putting his hand in his head, yeah. head in his hands. What do you do with Kevin Love? It's, I don't think it's Kevin Love's problem. I think it's I think it's the Kyrie problem. I actually think that Kyrie is a bigger issue than Kevin Love. I mean, I, Kevin Love being a corner three point shooter for however many million dollars he makes a year is a waste of money and yeah. time. But he was working hard. Like he was getting rebounds. I thought and he stuff. had a good game. Yeah, he yeah. was fine. I mean, Kyrie took what twenty two shots. Yeah, twenty six points on twenty two shots. That's ridiculous. He just I, sucks the life out of that team too. Yeah. He wants to be the hero, but like he's never, it's never been successful. Maybe like three games when he's had like game winning threes or something like that. It was strange how last night was sort of uh, a letdown game for the first three quarters. It was pretty much just like I like missed a, the thunder. Yeah, I missed the thunder, but it was clearly like it's like an emotional journey that you go on in these series, and like the beginning is rarely as exciting as the end, and so you could tell those guys were feeling each other out and just sort of playing. And I thought LeBron went to driving a lot, which was good, but was also surprising. I thought that they would try to like yeah. work out that team offense. What did you think of what you saw from the Cavs? Did they have a shot at all? I mean, Shumper was terrible. Jr. was terrible. Jr. was bad. I mean, Channing Fry can't play. Jr. didn't score until the third quarter. Jr. looked like someone that was scared to shoot the basketball, and I can't believe I just uttered those words out of my mouth. I, I never thought that would occur. It was the weirdest thing. I want to go back to LeBron for a minute. You brought up something interesting, which is um, it's been discussed and written about quite a bit that LeBron's outside shooting has really um, his like he's just dropped off, and so yeah. he's been driving so much. And like, what do you think they should be doing? Like, as like, like, how does Kyrie facilitate LeBron getting closer to the basket by playing LeBron at the five, <laughs> or get out of the game and let Delva Dova run the pick and roll with him? <laughs> Kyrie is so bad. It's on amazing defense. that you like, free Mo Williams. Tate legitimately thinks that Delhi should be playing over Kyrie. I think that I mean Delhi was like terrible last night. He was like minus night. I think he had the worst plus or minus last night. But. uh yeah, I mean, Delavadova is such a better defender. He's better on the pick and roll. LeBron will pass him the ball. LeBron trusts him. Because he knows he'll get it back from, yeah, from right. Delhi. Right. He, he really does not trust Kyrie. And all Kyrie does, it's either like one side of the court, Kyrie had the ball and dribbled it out until he wanted to take a shot, or LeBron was on the other side and dribbled it out until he wanted to take a Jason shot. Jason Concepcion wrote about this in the post we put up last night on The Ringer on a, on Thursday night. But they just let they dared Kyrie to do that. They were just like, "Yeah, you go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna stay with all of the other guys, and you're gonna have to take somebody one on one, and we're gonna stay in front of you, and you're just gonna dribble for ten seconds and break the play." Absolutely. And a thing about Livingston that I think didn't come up previously with the Thunder is that he is so long and yeah. rangy, and Six, that seven, yeah. yeah, he and like he's just not athletic enough to play with Russell Westbrook, but he's a problem for many other point guards who are the same size as like Kyrie or Russ. Yeah, Kyrie's like best moment on defense I remember uh, last night which is like the shot they showed after the game is like Livingston with a little floater and like Kyrie's hand is like right there. Should have blocked it but he's 6'7 and Kyrie like no matter if it was Steph taking that floater Kyrie maybe does block it. He right, was yeah, there right. but it was Sean Livingston and that's cash every time. Right. They, what? Yeah. What's up with Steph and Clay just no showing last night? We we know it's okay. It's Clay's game off, but like that's the thing about <laughs> Steph is like the, this playoffs. There's been a lot of like, is he hurt? Is he not hurt? And he's just not shooting as well. I don't know. I guess I just think that I'm. It's I, I don't question his dominance and his, there was a there was a run there. 
I think in the fourth quarter where they just really opened it up, and I feel like yeah. he hit a couple of threes in that stretch. Yeah. He, he just changes the game in a way that we're just so unfamiliar with that yeah. it doesn't feel like dominance until you realize, like, oh, it was a six-point game, and now it's a 16-point game. Yeah. yeah. And, that's, that, and that can just happen in 40 seconds. The, gr- the center of gravity on the court changes yeah. when, when he's there. And I think, like, when he's not shooting really well, you can forget to, like, to like watch him as closely. But watching him, it doesn't feel like he... F- I don't think from watching his body language that he feels like he's playing at his best basketball. No, I don't think so either. I think he was a decoy a lot too on offense. Like they had a couple of times where they were switching guys out and like LeBron got lost because Shumpert was worried about him hitting a three. So Shumpert came out, then LeBron didn't cut back and like Draymond had two or three wide open layups because of that. Right. No, Draymond and, had that one play where it was just like he almost missed the dunk because he had so much room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then LeBron's just looking at Shumpert like, I can't believe I play with these people. All right, so let me ask you this. This keeps going the way it's going. Cavs lose in four or five. Yeah. Day two or whatever. What do they do? Are they worried about LeBron bolting? I don't think that can happen. Trade Kyrie? Who takes who takes on Kyrie? The problem is Kyrie's about to put himself in the shop window for four days, and the the sale sign is getting bigger and bigger every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's like about to be a blue tag special on him. Where does Kyrie go? Kyrie for CP3? That's what I mean. Would you? But at this point, that like why the Clippers do that? Yeah. Unless it's a new era, and they're like, I'm tired of Chris Paul basically. But that's being not Doc's style, man. Yeah. I, has Doc ever ushered in a new era at any team he's coached? No, and like, not that I'm like connected to the Clippers, but everything that I've quote unquote heard suggests that like Blake would go before CP3. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where Kyrie fits in, but I can promise you that LeBron is going to cut if they lose in four games, five games. What we're saying right now, I mean, it's a complete overhaul. I mean, they're trading Kevin Love, they're trading Kyrie, and he's getting two guys that are superstars. Kyrie to Philly for the one. <laughs> Do you want that? No, but I just think the, the the conspiracy theory person in me with Ben Simmons sitting courtside all the time. Mike Conley goes back to Ohio to the Cavaliers and Ooh. have a real point guard there with LeBron. Like, I would like That'd that. That'd be a great team. Sign a trade to Yeah, Memphis. yeah, exactly. Like, get Kyrie out of there to some market where he'll be the superstar. It doesn't matter. Do they can... ask for anything? Does, does any, there's need to be anything added into that deal? Uh, maybe they throw, like, Bickerstaff in. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like a coach swap, too. They're like, you, you, Ty Lue, you're out. Bickerstaff, you're in. Coach Viz to the Grizz. It's a new era there. Yeah, I know. Dwayne oh Wade God. was really happy for for uh, Dave Fisdale. <laughs> it was nice to see. Uh, do you, do you, anything else besides the Kyrie move? I mean, I just think LeBron has to sit there to himself and just think these two guys aren't good enough and they're not ready to be on this level, which is what we talked about If they're about not before. ready now, they're never going to be ready. Yeah. They've both been in the league for quite some time. And they weren't there last year. Everyone's like, I don't know why they're not ready. It's like, well, they didn't play in that moment last year, and now they have all the pressure on them in the world, and the Warriors just beat I think the second best team. Yeah, like, Love yeah. was fine last night. It was just Kyrie. What a uh, indictment of the Eastern Conference seeing the Cavs get beat last night without even like their two stars playing that well. Like that's just like all the teams that were you know that struggling with the Cavs. It's just Dwayne Quasi no bueno. getting paid. Yeah, do you feel good about that? Sure, whatever. You're cool. You're down with it. One of my favorite storylines from the broadcast last night was um, pretending that Kevin Love and Clay Thompson were friends and like go way back to their Portland days. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Wow, these two have known each other for so long." Two Lake Oswego families. They all families. know each other from AAU or college. It's not like they're ever like, "I've never met this guy." <laughs> if there are two guys in the NBA who don't have friends in the NBA, it's Kevin Love and Clay Thompson. <laughs> so they're definitely not friends with each other. 
<laughs> I was just so silly. I, I'm a little bummed. I really missed the energy of the Western Conference Finals. Not only do we love the Thunder around these parts, but like it was just such a fun series. And It'll get there. There will be like Cleveland will be hyped for Game Three. They'll have to. They'll say to themselves like it's not a series until you lose at home. Right. Yeah. The Warriors weren't even hyped last night though. Like everyone was on a no, comeback. I, yeah. I want Jr. Smith to hit 11 threes. And tied uh, Clay's record in Game Three. I almost feel That's like the, the, the Warriors fans are almost like drug addicts, where it's like they're chasing the high, and they sometimes can't keep that level of energy high enough until the threes start dropping. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and if they even if they go down by like twelve or fifteen, they're just kind of like these quiet yeah. guys, and then like as soon as the first threes hit, they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless of who wins this this cha- this uh, series in the championship, has your opinion of Draymond Green changed in these playoffs? Seems like a random question. Right um, now. I think he's gone from like an MVP candidate this season to a little bit more of a role player. What do you think? I think that he got exposed that if you have someone athletic enough to guard him, that he can be neutralized. I also wonder whether or not, you know, just like the same way people say about Westbrook with his physicality and like what will happen if his when he finally like his body starts to go a little bit. Will he learn to play? a little bit more politically like with his game with Draymond I do think that he plays on an edge and I think that the Thunder kind of exposed that you can use that edge against him at some time sometimes you have to punk him back yeah you can't let him punk you you gotta punk him back and that was the thing that about- sounds like a job for J.R. Smith yeah <laughs> if you can't true. shoot get Draymond that's tossed that's true okay yeah. I'm serious or Delhi. yeah, yeah. De- Delhi. I mean Delhi hit the wrong guy in the balls Delhi needs yeah Delhi needs to fight Draymond like, like he needs to go Delhi needed game. to hit Draymond on the balls and be like well you did it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just doing the shrug um what are some other like game changers that for the Cavs though like other than getting Draymond tossed tossed yeah or like, freezing st- Clay's allowance what's like I mean you know and Sharks wrote about this where the adjustments for the Cavs are not obvious check it out in the ringer.com but like Tate what do you think is the number one thing they need to do in game two it's gotta be Richard Jefferson and Amon Shumpert have to be great perimeter defenders so mm. that's not gonna work okay so. Richard Jefferson <laughs> so like 48 that, years yeah. old yeah exactly I mean uh, like I looked at their rod like I was watching them Cavs last night and I, I mean you can see on LeBron's face he's just like what what can I do it's interesting to think about game one last it's year it's weird that it like that just occurred to him yeah that I, they didn't see that coming yeah. yeah well that's what happens when you're the GM the coach and the yeah. star that's true think back to game one last year which I uh was last doing last night and it, it was an overtime game and it's pretty amazing how like LeBron continues to get better. Like the Warriors as a team, when you compare Game One to Game One, really are just like on a different level. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing because I, I remember last year thinking like, well, they won sixty seven games. This is an incredible revolution in basketball. And the fact that you know, even though they had this really tough series, they continued to like push what they do forward is mm-hmm. like pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, do you? Do you think that this is like a dynasty? Do you think they could three-peat? I guess they're going to have to start rejiggering the, the roster sooner or later. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm more interested to see what happens with the Olympics if they win. I want to see if those three guys have to go and play in the Olympics just because... I don't think Steph's going to go. I don't think so either. Coming off injuries... Yeah. Clay will go and he'll win gold for the for the country. I love it. Can we can we have a quick sidebar here? Yeah. What is the worst team Team USA could send that would still win gold? Like realistically, yeah. Oh, okay. Dame, yeah. Dame is their starting point guard. Sorry, Dame. DeRozan is your starting two guard. Um, would you Mellow rather have, at the three. Would you rather have Lowry or Dame? No. Would you rather have Lowry or Dame? Dame DeRozan, Mello. That's a good team. I take it. Like I'm saying, like Aaron we need, I want to get down to like Jabari, 
Yeah, but those Hayward. Guys- oh, <laughs> give me J. Yeah, give me Gordon Hayward. Gordo's gonna be yeah. good in international play. But I'm like, how low I could like we love, get? How Gordo. far away from All Star could we get when we would still beat Spain? Like, Reggie Jackson. Okay. More, yeah. More important. Ignoring all of their overseas the, treasures, could the Sixers win gold? No, no. Okay, I so don't the, think so. So there's that. What overseas? Like Dario Sarch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they could. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to think. And if they drafted Ben Simmons, they wouldn't get him on Team USA either. Oh no, that's not true. He never played for Team Australia, right? Yeah. So he could play for Team USA. Declare right. for them. That's yeah. what I think that Colangelo's cooking up right now. Ooh. Ben Simmons. Conspiracy theory? Yeah. The future think, of Team USA? I think he checked that out before he's going to draft him. He's like, can he play on could Team the, USA? Could the Morris twins? Ooh. Reggie Jackson? <laughs> could we get, yeah, Reggie Jackson. What's the malcontent Team USA? Boogie? Boogie? John Reggie. Wall. John he's not he's had surgery, though. He's out. Like he, He's not realistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Chandler. Parsons? Yeah. The Morris twins, he would Chandler carry Parsons. That team to victory. And everyone would love him. <laughs> I want Baysmore. I want Baysmore. Baysmore, Parsons, okay. the Morris twins, the and all, Boogie. The all energy, good feeling guys would be Baysmore, Chandler. Like those two, I think, are just like really widely liked. Obviously, Chandler. Um, I'm trying to think of like the most liked center. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like people are kind of. Uh, I don't know. American centers. Drummond? Do people like Drummond? I'm team Whiteside. Just because yes. I like yeah, Whiteside. <laughs> yes. He's on the Malcontent, Malcontent team. Reggie Jackson, uh, the Morris Twins. Morris Twins being forced to play with KCP. <laughs> and Whiteside. Send him to Rio. That's our starting five? Yeah. Wow. What a squad. Make those it. jerseys. Uh, this has been the Ringer NBA show. We'll be back next week with more commentary on the playoffs and the NBA summer. Thanks for listening. Please, please, please check out the Ringer.com. Read the Ringer. Woo! Hey.